0: You are locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. May is coming to a close, which means June is right around the corner, and we all know what happens in June. It is the 2018 NBA Draft, a day that is very much anticipated here in Sacramento, and by not just Sacramento Kings fans, but by NBA fans all over the globe. This draft class is expected to be exciting, fun, potentially one of the best draft classes in recent memory, a lot of talent available, and of course, the Sacramento Kings have the number two pick as of right now in that draft. Uh, So they have a very good shot at landing one of those top talent Players, My name is Matt George. Welcome into another week of the Locked On Kings podcast. Uh, my thanks to Charles T. Hamilton, my co-host, partner in crime here on the Locked On Podcast Network. My thanks to him uh, filling in last week, doing a great job. I know he talked about free agency a lot last week, at least towards the end of last week. Uh, we might reiterate and uh, repeat some of the conversation that he had with you, so bear with us uh, on that But, again, my thanks to him for doing a great job with the Locked On Kings podcast last week. This week, it's time to keep chugging forward as the draft gets closer and closer. We're going to talk about a lot of things. I want to address rumors today because all we've been hearing really since the moment the Sacramento Kings got the number two pick was rumors. Rumors this, rumors that, possible trade scenarios. They all mean nothing. I'm going to dive into that a little bit more uh, later. Also, uh, I have a question for you involving courts, NBA courts specifically, the design of courts, uh, and which one's your favorite. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But before we get into anything, I want to take a moment. Yesterday was Memorial Day, and I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend, whether you worked or had it off of work. I hope you were safe, had a good time, but I hope you spent some time on Monday, yesterday, uh, to remember and pay attention to truly what Memorial Day is all about. I come from a military family. I'm not military myself. However, I currently have a, a cousin who's basically an older sister of mine who is in Okinawa, Japan. She is on her third tour there in Japan. She is uh, a member of the United States Navy. My father was Air Force. I have a... Uh, my half-brother, who served time in the Air Force as well. I also have uh, a couple friends who are Army and a a family friend, a close family friend, uh, who is a Marine, who has spent a number of tours in Afghanistan. So I am fortunate enough to have all those members or family friends and family members that are currently serving or have served in the military, and none of them paid the ultimate price by sacrificing their life and and not to get too political on this. And I know, uh, especially in the world of sports, a lot of people like to keep a gap between what's happening uh, in the political and the real world with what's happening in sports. And I respect that and understand that. And I actually relate to uh, a lot of that and can definitely appreciate that. But I think Memorial Day, uh, especially, is important for us to take a step back and recognize that we couldn't have the freedoms to pursue sports and, and do what we love and talk about sports and watch sports and, and, and throw all of our uh, pride and joy and love uh, into sports like we're able to do here uh, without the sacrifices that these men and women have made and continue to make every single day. So I want to take a moment here at the very beginning of the show just to say thank you to any of you who have served in the military, uh, to any of you who have family members that have served and given the ultimate price, or maybe friends, you know someone who has given their lives in service of the United States, in service of this country. I want to say thank you to you uh, for not just spending your time listening to this uh, listening to this podcast and being a fan of the Sacramento Kings and part of the Sacramento Kings family and community, uh, but I wanted to thank you uh, for really bearing a lot of the load that we don't necessarily understand. Whether you're an active, actually military member or whether you're a family member, I understand uh, and and know offhand uh, how much of a struggle it is and it can be and how hard it can be uh, to be a family member of a military. Uh, Deceased or not, that is is over thousands of miles away, fighting for the country, and you don't know how they're doing on a daily basis. Spending that time apart, uh, it, it's a it's a tough struggle, and only the strongest of us are able to do it. And I want to thank everybody involved in the military, families, active military members, retired military veterans, and even especially those who have given their life. Thank you for serving this country. Thank you for giving me the freedom to be able to do this, do what I love, to pursue sports journalism, and and to talk about sports and watch sports. And sports is my love. It's my first love. It always will be my first love. Uh, and I could not have that without the service of the uh, the men and women in our, in our military. So uh, from the bottom of my heart, thank you uh, to everyone who has served. So guess what? The NBA Finals are upon us. And normally we don't talk too much about the playoffs and about the NBA Finals around here. Why? Because unfortunately the Sacramento Kings uh, have not been in the playoffs or any NBA Finals conversation for quite a long time. But I do want to touch base on this. Cleveland Cavaliers, Golden State Warriors, Part 4. I'm curious, and I know there are a lot of Cavaliers fans out there that are excited. I know there's a lot of Golden State Warrior fans out there that are excited. And I'm not going to try and diminish uh, that excitement. Congratulations on making it there, no matter how good of a team you have. And yes, I recognize that the Golden State Warriors are stacked to the brim with talent. No matter how much talent you have, making it to the NBA Finals is an extremely, extremely hard road. And the fact that these teams have made it there four times in a row is an amazing accomplishment amongst itself. And I I appreciate that. That being said, as a consumer, as a fan of the NBA, I'm sick of it and I'm tired of it. And, you know, it's just going to be me shaking my fist on my lawn saying, oh, these dumb kids, these successful teams always making it there and not giving the other teams a chance. And I can understand it's a very liberal mindset, but... I think we've lost a lot of the competitiveness in the NBA. And, and now the road for these two teams, in my opinion, this year was significantly more difficult than it has been years past. However, almost everybody predicted that when last year's NBA Finals ended and the Warriors took a 2-1 to Finals lead over the Cleveland Cavaliers, everybody thought that we were going to see this Again, this year, we were hoping for maybe the Houston Rockets to step up or maybe a team in the East, the Boston Celtics, to step up, who knew what the Philadelphia 76ers could be. We didn't know, but we were hoping that some team could dethrone Uh, one of these two. And any other matchup, even if one of these teams makes it against a new team, that would have been a welcome sight. I think that's why so many people were excited to see the Toronto Raptors playing as well as they were, because maybe finally a team could knock LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers, which by the way, uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit, I'm 24 years old. My name is Matt George. For those of you that don't know me, I am a on-air host, a uh, multimedia journalist at Alum 40 khdk I know many of you who listen to the podcast are uh, aware of KHDK, the flagship radio station of the Sacramento Kings, and are aware of me, and many of you have reached out to me, and I appreciate that connection. Thank you very much for that. I'm 24 years old. I was 16 the last time LeBron James didn't make it to the playoffs. I'm sorry, didn't make it to the NBA Finals. That's insane. LeBron James has done so much and is such an amazing athlete, an amazing sports figure. Uh, And quite frankly, I am uh, grateful uh, and lucky to be able to grow up with LeBron James and and watch him turn into the absolute beast that he is today. So congratulations, LeBron, for making it again. Uh, But I along with so many other people, were rooting for the Toronto Raptors or rooting for the Houston Rockets or rooting for the Boston Celtics to to just get rid of one of these teams, to see a new matchup and to see something different. And unfortunately, we didn't get it. Now, I don't have a crystal ball in front of me and I've never been one for sports gambling. In fact, I'm not very good at it, although the Golden State Warriors are considered to be heavy favorites in this series, which is pretty eye-opening. To me, the, shan- the, the only shot we had at a competitive and fun NBA Finals this year was Houston beating the Golden State Warriors last night. And, of course, they didn't get the job done. Golden State advances, rightfully so. They're the better team. And, and quite frankly, I mean, this NBA Finals matchup makes sense. What team is better than these two? What team is better than LeBron and the Cavaliers? No one in the East. What team is better than the Golden State Warriors? Nobody in the West. So it makes sense that these two teams are matching up again. I don't have a problem with that. I just personally, as a consumer, as an NBA fan, wanted desperately to see something different. And quite frankly, I don't see any changes coming in the near future. I think this is going to be a very boring NBA Finals. I think the Golden State Warriors will win this in five games Probably at the most, I'll give Cleveland one game at home, but with as shorthanded as they are, we've seen LeBron, he's a phenomenal player, the best, in my opinion, the best NBA player of all time, best basketball player of all time, quite frankly, possibly the greatest athlete of all time. He can't get by the amount of talent that they have in Golden State unless there's an injury, but assuming both these teams straight up play each other, I don't think this game gets past five or this series gets past five. And that's unfortunate because quite frankly, everybody was saying, and it's true, that the NBA finals was what happened in the Western Conference finals. The NBA finals essentially was between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. Now, I'm not calling for playoff reform. I mean, I think it's interesting. You could you could look at the just the top sixteen teams in the NBA. Get rid of the conference system. It would take a lot of change and and maybe be more of a hassle than than a good thing. Uh, but you could you could talk to me and, and try and pitch to me the idea of the top sixteen teams, regardless of conference, playing each other, and then you just have the the sixteen brackets that are are mixed up in different one play sixteen, similar to the uh, March Madness in the NCAA. You could talk to me about that. But as the format is right now. With the West being as good as it is, the Western Conference Finals almost every single year ends up being the NBA Finals. And it's been that way for a long time. Salt in the old wound, Sacramento Kings fans. You remember that series against the Los Angeles Lakers? The Lakers won, ended up moving on, winning the NBA Finals because they took on the Nets. Nobody remembers that series against the Nets. Why? Because that was technically the NBA Finals. But in reality, the NBA Finals took place between the Los Angeles Lakers and Sacramento Kings. Because whichever one of those two teams won was probably going to win the finals. Same feel this year and same feel in years past, but now that the Golden State Warriors have won and advance, especially so we know that the Golden State Warriors are once again going to be your NBA champions. So I'm curious your thoughts on that. I'm not going to spend much more time on it because this is a Sacramento Kings podcast, but I would like to see more competitiveness. I recognize the talent that Golden State has as well. Quite possibly one of the greatest teams ever formed that we will ever see in professional sports. However, personally, I don't like it. I think it's unfair such a bad word to say because it sounds so, so liberal of me. Uh, but the competition level that is required to get up to Golden State's level is so high that it buries three-fourths of the rest of the league. Teams like the Sacramento Kings and everybody else are forced to play the waiting game and try and develop talent and tank, quite honestly, to get young talent to wait out the Golden State Warriors, who supposedly eventually won't be able to keep hold of their talent because the contracts and salaries will get too high. Whatever the case, whatever side you're on, let me know. I want to hear your feedback at Matt khdk on Twitter, or you can email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Now on to what I really wanted to spend time on this podcast, and that's addressing rumors. Disclaimer, just putting it out there. If you take anything away from this podcast, this is it. Don't pay attention to the rumors. Unless it is breaking news from established ESPN or uh, fa- well CBS, even then, unless it's really from Shams or Woj or Ramona Shelburne, don't pay attention to it. There are—it's crazy season. There are so many rumors. Uh, that are going around and it's whether it's the Sacramento Kings, every single team is dealing with it, but we're hearing it more and more here in Sacramento with the Luka Doncic doesn't want to play for the Kings or the Kings aren't interested in Luka Doncic. Vlade wasn't there to watch Luka in the final. Uh, The Kings haven't been scouting Luka because they're not interested in him anymore. We've heard All these rumors, we also heard that the Phoenix Suns may try and uh, block the Kings from taking Luka Doncic by threatening to take him number one overall to induce the Kings to move up in the draft and give up talent. We've heard it all. And it's all hogwash until it happens. It's almost similar to how the court of law, innocent until proven guilty hogwash until proven true. That's what I like to say for these NBA rumors. It's all noise, and it's going to continue to be noise. So it's fun to be a part of it, and I recognize that it gives me and gives people in my industry content for us to talk about and break down, and that's fine. The only problem that I have with it, actually the big problem that I have with it, is the fact that I see fans investing so much effort, energy, and time in it and driving themselves insane more than anything else. Ultimately, here's what I can promise you, without being a member of the Sacramento Kings front office, without being in that draft room listening and seeing that big board and listening to Vlade take calls and being a part of that discussion, I can promise you right now as someone who covers this team, works for the flagship radio station and spends a lot of time in the Golden One Center and around this team, I can promise you that everybody in that front office is doing their homework and doing it the right way. Whether you like Vlade or you don't, he surrounded himself with positive, smart, basketball minds and advisors who know what they're doing and they are taking their time on everything guys we are less than a month away from the NBA draft but that's still 24 hour days and a boatload of them for the Kings to make phone calls to scout to research and most importantly bring in players for workouts if the Sacramento Kings fall in love with a player that's fine I wouldn't necessarily go that route. Personally, I want the Kings to take either Doncic or Ayton, No matter, whatever one's available at two, take him. Because everybody else would, or seemingly everybody else would. But if the Kings fall in love with Michael Porter Jr. and want to try and make a trade to, to move down or whatever, ultimately, the Kings are doing their homework and making the decision that they deem is best. We'll be able to judge whether that decision is right or wrong in years to come. But what I can promise you is that if rumors suggest that this player doesn't want to work or play for the Kings, or the Kings aren't even interested in this player, or Vlade wasn't there, or they're not doing their homework, the Kings are are stupid, they're not paying attention, it's all noise. It's all meaningless. It does not matter. So ultimately, take a breath, relax, enjoy the fact that the Sacramento Kings are able to bring in all the top talent into Sacramento for workouts because they do have a premium number two pick and recognize the power that the Kings have with that pick currently. The position that Vlade and the Sacramento Kings are into where they have an asset, a massive asset in what's considered to be a, big or majorly talented draft. And not only that, they finally have this major asset in the perfect time because next year in 2019, they don't have a first round pick. This is a power position. And I'm for one excited to see Vlade work in a power position because quite frankly, as the general manager of the Sacramento Kings who now own the longest tenured draft or drought in NBA from making the playoffs, You don't get to be in a power position very much with that job, but Vlade is in a power position right now, and you can judge Vlade on all of his moves that he's made in the past. I will tell you, he's never had an opportunity like this to excel. I've said it a million times on this podcast, on Sports1140KHDK, on Twitter, it doesn't matter. This summer is one of the biggest in Sacramento Kings history, and it completely or and Vlade Divance's job and even Dave Yeager's job and the rest of this front office's jobs completely fall on these next few months and this summer. So the rumors are going to happen. There's going to be more. We can play with them. We can listen to them. We can discuss them and go back and forth with them. But recognize that the validity of these are zero or little to zero. Almost all of them are whispers in the wind that a writer or a journalist got a hold of and tweeted it out because it's news and people listen because everybody's frantic at this point. And it's not just the Kings that are going through this. So don't feel bad about yourself if you've been getting tricked or thrown in circles uh, by these rumors. Because every single team is dealing with them in their own right. And if if you want proof of that, listen to the rest of the Locked On podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network for each team. I'm sure the Phoenix Suns are dealing with boatloads of them with the number one overall pick. Take a breath. Enjoy this time. It's an exciting time to be in, and it's a spot that we haven't seen the Kings in for quite a long time. And I, for one, am very excited to see how it all plays out. Last thing I wanted to do today, I have an unpopular opinion to share with you, and this is going to hurt for a lot of you Kings fans. And for those of you who are new, Thank you for listening to the Locked on Kings podcast. Thank you for deciding to spend your summer uh, right here with us here on Locked on Kings. I hope you continue to stay here. But what I'm about to say may push some of you away a little bit. And I I recognize that and I understand that. But I still have to get this opinion off my chest. I started thinking about the best courts in the NBA, right? And I'm not talking arenas. Arenas are one thing. And yes, I'm biased. Golden State... Or oh, I'm sorry, the Golden 1 Center is the greatest arena in the NBA. Probably the greatest arena in the world. It's it's amazing. And if you haven't gone come to Sacramento to see a game or even check out the Golden 1 Center, you absolutely need to. But I'm talking courts specifically. The hardwood, the paint, the logos, where the game is played. Courts. I pay a lot of attention to that. Personally, I like it. The Sacramento Kings had three courts this year. They had the purple one, their standard one, which is the best one in my opinion. Then they had the statement court, which was the all black that a lot of people liked. I didn't like it too much. And then they had the throwback one, which was the, the Royals colors, the red and the blue, the, the really light baby blue, which a lot of people like. And I'm okay with it. Actually, I'm okay with all the alternative courts, except this year. And I wonder if you feel the same way. This year, to me... Uh, Teams were f- cycling through them way too much. Like I'm okay with doing it every once in a while, maybe like, oh, it's the Kings are playing the Boston Celtics. There's a lot of history between these two teams. So let's have the uh, let's have the old-fashioned court, or oh, the Kings are taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's have the statement court out there because we want to make a statement to the city of Los Angeles. Like I get that, but every other night, it's a it's a little much. That's a that's another conversation for another time. But which court? Not just Kings, but in the NBA, which court is your favorite? Which court do you think is the best? Here comes the unpopular opinion. And it hurts for me to say, but I honestly believe it. I've felt this way since I was a kid. The Los Angeles Lakers court, in my opinion, is the nicest in the NBA. Not the Staples Center, just their court specifically. The yellow and the purple with that Lakers center logo, the stars for all the championships that they have around that center logo, the, the baskets being yellow, everything about that court is clean. It just looks so good. And because of the history of the Los Angeles Lakers court, it adds a lot of the the appeal to that color scheme. When you go in, you see the stadium lights or the stage lighting there of you can't see the crowd, it's pitch black, and all you can just see is this yellow and purple and you think of Kobe, and you think of Shaq, and you think of Magic and Kareem. I love that court. I hate the Lakers. I will always hate the Lakers, but I love that court. I'm sure I pissed a lot of you off. If I did, tell me why. Call me all the names you want. You can do it right now. At MattGeorgeKHDK on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook as well, Matt George. Shouldn't be too hard to look up. Uh, also, uh, you can email me, sacklocalmedia.com. Send me which courts you think are favorites. I've had a lot of people already. I put this out on social media early today. I had a lot of people say the Milwaukee Bucks. I had a friend of mine say that yeah, he really liked the Utah Jazz one that looked like a sunset. I think that was their statement court that they had this year. Uh, he really liked that one. A lot of people like the Cleveland Cavaliers one that has kind of the, the sky or cityscape or whatever that's called, uh, the skyline. Uh, The city skyline of uh, Cleveland. A lot of people like that as well. A lot of people like Charlotte because of the color scheme. Uh, Which one's your favorite? Let me know. I'm at georgekhtk on Twitter and SacLocalmedia.com. I'd love to share some of those and get into that conversation with you on social media and share some of those on future podcasts. Podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, today was kind of fun getting back into the rhythm of things, addressing the rumors and talking about the NBA finals. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to dive into free agency conversation. I'm emphasizing conversation because we can't dive in too far because free agency, in my opinion, completely uh, hangs upon what the Kings do uh, in the draft. But there are some names that are being floated out there, common names that I know you've heard on this podcast before and I know you want to talk about. Uh, so I'm going to bring those names and talk about realistically why the Kings should or shouldn't target them if they're worth max money or not we're going to talk about all of that coming up on the podcast tomorrow so stay tuned for that remember to send me your favorite courts Uh, send me your thoughts on the NBA finals matchup are you excited to see these two teams the Warriors and the Cavs meet for the fourth straight time or are you like me are you tired of it and bored and we're rooting for literally any other matchup possible if you're in that boat Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, But until tomorrow, my name is Matt George. Thank you so much for listening to the Locked On Kings podcast. Don't kill me for that Lakers court take. I promise I'm a Kings fan through and through, and I hate the Lakers just as much as you do. My name is Matt George. Thank you all so much. Love you. I will talk to you tomorrow. And again, happy Memorial Day. Thank you to all of those uh, who served and who have given their lives for uh, this country so that I and many others like me can watch sports and 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 do what we love to do on a daily basis i'll talk to you tomorrow this has been locked on kings part of the locked on podcast network you are locked on kings your daily sacramento kings podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day